Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Jen Steele, VP of Marketing at Reprise, a product experience platform. Jen, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So tell us about the company. Okay, so Reprise is a product experience platform that allows go-to-market teams to build their own product experiences. And actually, it's a no-code or low-code interface. So basically, you can make a demo, you can make a custom demo, a standardized demo, you can make a product walkthrough. There's a ton of things that you can do with it as a go-to-market team. And actually, we're still figuring it out. We're actually a pretty new company. Um, we have only been around since actually April of 2020. So we're a COVID baby. And honestly, I'm looking on positioning now. So I reserve the right to have been completely wrong about what I just told you. Okay, excellent. Duly noted. So who's your main audience as far as you can figure that out at this point? <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> we do have, we have about 40 customers. So it's a little bit easier to figure okay. out who we're talking to. Uh, and the interesting thing about the customers is, is that it actually depends on, first of all, is it a sales-facing demo or is it a, a website, you know, person-facing walkthrough or kind of free trial as to who, who's using it? If it's on the website, it's going to be on the marketing team. It's probably your product marketing team or your demand gen folks. If it is on the sales side, it actually depends a lot on the size of your company. So, for example, small companies, the AEs might use it, right? It might just be your straight sales sales reps or it might be your sales leaders. In larger companies where the demo process is a lot more standardized, then you've got your sales engineers or your demo team who are using mm -hmm. WordPress. Okay. So it sounds like you have kind of a range of end users and meaning a range of people who you are trying to talk to, have conversations with. So what are the, some of the challenges you face in cutting through all the noise out there and having conversations with these folks? So the challenges are different on different sides. So most people are familiar with the MarTech 5000 that is now about 8,000 companies. And so that's the noise you've got on the marketing side. And while there aren't a lot of products that do exactly what we do, there are a lot of people who will say things like product-led growth, right? Or, or who will say the words that we will use to describe what we do and, mm. and how to use our product. And so that's a lot of noise. And then on the sales side, there are actually many fewer sales products and even fewer that actually address sales engineers. And as such, the noise you're actually trying to cut through is actually it's more obliviousness. It's that they are unaware that anything like our product can exist, right? Right now they're doing demos by banging their heads against the wall with the Eng team and just trying to say, hey, could you get me something that is, you know, usable for a demo and standardized for a demo? And can you please quit breaking my demo environment? And they don't look outside the company. So it's actually, it's a very different, one is cutting through a lot of noise and the other is making a lot of noise so that they know we mm. exist. Making the right kind of noise, right? Okay. So, yes. So, yeah. and why is it that your target audience isn't sort of generally aware like, oh yeah, there are solutions out there. Like what accounts for that obliviousness? Because there aren't, there aren't a lot of solutions out there. But one of the struggles I'm having as a relatively new head of marketing here is that we don't fit neatly in a category, right? I can't say, hey, Forrester, let me talk to your CDP analyst because I'm not a customer data platform. I'm, that's nowhere near what we do, but I know that they have analysts dedicated to CDP, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no like demo platform, product, product experience platform. There's not even a phrase for exactly what we do because it's not been done up until recently. Okay. Wow. So that's an interesting challenge. On the one hand, it seems 
that's an advantage, right? You don't have like a ton of competitors offering the same kind of thing that you do. But on the other hand, you kind of have to create the market for it. There's this just not awareness yet that like, oh, yes, we should go shopping for this solution because there are all these vendors out there. So, okay, so that's a very interesting problem. So how do you deal with that? How have you gotten your 40 customers? What are your strategies? So by hook or by crook, I think in some cases, it's the one nice thing about having sales and marketing people is that we know sales and marketing people. Mm -hmm. And so the fascinating thing I find is actually when I tell people in my network, they're like, oh, that's for me. So if I'm talking to a product marketer, they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I'd had this when I had to do this demo. If I'm talking to a sales engineer, they say, oh, this is clearly for sales engineers because I have to verticalize demos all the time and it's really a pain, or I have to anonymize data and it's really a pain. If I talk to a product person, they're like, oh my gosh, this would be awesome. Sales would get off my back. <laughs> and and so you're you're aiming it at me, right? I mean, that's it, it's a good problem to have, but again, then it's, a, it's an awareness like, hey, we're out here. This thing you don't think actually could exist, exists. Right, right, right. And, and so now I notice one, so you have content on your website, of course, so you're doing some content marketing and I assume distributing that across all the various channels. Of course, one thing that caught my eye was you guys have a podcast. And, you know, from, from my world of podcasting, I'm always kind of thrilled <laughs> to see you. that. So, and it's called Demo Diaries, great name. So tell me about the podcast. What role has the podcast played so far in your marketing strategy? So interestingly enough, we actually have two podcasts. One is the Demo Diaries and the other is a product-led podcast. And they actually focus on our two different sales and marketing audiences. So Demo Diaries, very sales-focused. And it was much easier for us to produce because we had strong sales leadership before we had marketing leadership, which is, you know, normally how startups work. You build a product, you sell it, and then you market it, right? And so we had salespeople, and so they, they knew how to talk to salespeople. And so Demo Diaries was a way for us to talk to salespeople. We've actually used it for lots of reasons. We've used it to bring on guests for deals that we would hope to would close Mm -hmm. or would hope to get in the in the you know we've brought in people who are better known in the in the segment or sector they're in and so that we can we can get them to share it with people and we've used it to make our customers look good as well right it's always nice Mm -hmm. to have a customer come on board and and be like hey we're awesome and we use reprise Mm -hmm. so so yeah on the product-led one we've actually had like ran fishkin on it and so Mm. it's been a little bit more Way fewer episodes because marketing is only a, a more recent persona that we're looking at, mm-hmm. but some really exciting folks. That's really cool. Okay, so you're using the podcast for thought leadership to to generate that kind of content, and as a lead gen as a lead gen uh, tool, it sounds like somewhat, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you're bringing on those folks to help shorten the sales cycle, close right. those deals, mm-hmm. make the connections you need. It's to Almost account based marketing. Uh-huh. It's almost account-based marketing, right? As sales is trying to reach out to this pre- person, hey, let's reach out to them and say, will you be a guest on my podcast? Because the beautiful thing about selling to sales and marketing people is we do like to talk. Mm-hmm. Right, so, right, absolutely. And so they're much, we're much easier to get on a, on a podcast than if like we were selling to back-end developers. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. And what kind of return are you seeing from the podcast? Or the podcast, So one of the I things that I'm... Yes. One of the things I'm trying to do is measure things. So um, stay tuned and I will figure it out. But I I do (laughs) know that anecdotally, they've been really productive, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm a numbers person. So I have a hard time saying, okay, I get anecdotally, but what does it really get us? Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes that just takes time. You need a a large enough sample size to really get a sense of that. Definitely. So, okay. So kind of final thoughts. 
What's something you've learned over the past few years that you can share with our listeners to help them better engage their audiences? This is an interesting one because I was thinking about this and thank you for sending the questions in advance so that you don't catch me totally flat-footed here. And what actually came to mind, you know, there's been, you've had some phenomenal guests here with phenomenal advice and very little I I could say is going to not overlap with them. But the thing that I always find really fascinating when you're building a community is they actually tell you what they want. Hmm. It is so rare for, if you are engaged at all, in any sort of community or at, in your audience at all, you can figure out pretty easily what they hate because mm-hmm. they complain about it. You can figure out pretty easily what works because they retweet it, they share it. And if you don't know and can't find a signal, you can ask and they usually answer. <laughs> so really it's, it's listen more than you talk, mm-hmm. at least at first, because they will tell you what they want. And then you can use that because a lot of your competitors won't be listening. Yeah, I I like that a lot. I mean, this, of course, this has come up on the podcast before, but it really bears repeating, you know, listen, listen more than you talk. And once you do that, it sounds so obvious, but I think if you're in marketing, you're in sales, (laughs) you're so deep in it that sometimes your program just, we got to get the message out, got to get the message out, got to talk, got to let people know who we are. Yeah, you do got to do that, but then you have to listen to how they're responding to that in order to to make it better, right? To refine it. Listening is an acquired skill. It is. And if you can't listen, hire somebody who can. Honestly, <laughs> there are certain things that I'm really bad at. I hired people who, who can do them for me. And there's there are people out there who do listen. And so if, if you're like, oh my gosh, listening would be the worst thing ever. I'm a storyteller. I like telling my stories. Fine, hire somebody who can listen. All good. Yeah, a professional listener. It's like an, a whole yeah. new job category. Yeah. I mean, that's what a community builder should be doing, or at least it should hire somebody to do. You could call it a customer marketing person, like whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that is. It's probably not their only duty unless you have right. a huge community, but yeah. Whatever you want to call it, right? Someone who, who's capable of listening <laughs> and, then, and then learning from what they hear and then applying it back into the messaging and so on. Right. And ideally someone who could synthesize it because, so you yeah. could even look at this as, I mean, it's probably part of product marketing or competitor analysis. Like there are people listening already in your company now that we're sure. we're talking about this and it's refining in my brain, <laughs> but you might have that skill. It just might not be sitting in your community org, might not be sitting where you're mm-hmm. trying to build your community. Absolutely. I love that. Well, Jen, thank you so much for a great conversation. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. So nice to meet you. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.